What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to Boba Fett TV Talk. I'm Bo. And I'm Boba Bell. Bell. Oh. Belba. Belba Fett. I'm Bo Bo Fett. Bobo Fett. <laughs> yeah. See, see, it works. It works. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. We're, or we're if I wanted to this. just, I could just do Bo Buffett and then it's the, it's both and. So. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bo Bell no. Fett. <laughs> oh, I like it. Bo Bell Fett. Bo Bell yes. Fett. All right. Welcome to Bo Bell Fett TV Talk. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. All right. And we're about to talk about (laughs) (laughs) we're about to talk about the uh, the season finale of the book of Boba Fett. Now, last week, we did bring you kind of our our all up until the penultimate episode recap of the series. And as we've kind of been doing with these binge watches, we want to we want to try to incorporate a little speculation into like the whole season as well and and really kind of dive in here at the last minute. Because a lot of times you watch a series and then you get to that final epic episode and all you want to do is talk about that final epic episode, which makes sense. Uh, And so this time, you know, as with uh, previous times, we tried to slice it off. We tried to slice off that final epic episode so that we can dedicate an entire episode to it. And uh, and that is what we're doing today. Uh, Bell, we've already talked mostly about the series as a whole, but we will probably review it now in full context with this kind of finale. Um, I'm curious of the uh, wild speculation that we made. uh, Did did any of it come true? Um, Well, I I think so. Like, I know I said I wanted to see Boba Fett riding a Rancor, which was pretty obvious that was going to happen. That that did happen. Um, I also wanted to see Grogu in the little pod on the Naboo Starfighter. And we did did say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the moment I saw that dome over the astromech spot, I was like, Grogu is going to be riding in there. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. And and exactly. I think what I exactly what I predicted happened is like he's going to go really fast. and You're going to see Grogu like smash against the back wall. And like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So That, that was great. That was absolutely great. No, it was it was it was a blast, man. It was it was a really fantastic finale. 
to a, a very slow burn series with, I mean, admittedly mixed reviews. Now, like holistically, I thought this was a good, a, a, a good addition to the Star Wars TV Disney Plus lineup of shows and the expanded universe that we're diving into, the Filoni verse, if you will. I know some prefer the the Favreau verse, the the double F's, man. We got the we got the two F's. We got Filoni and Favreau. Yeah, the I'm trying to think how to put two f's into verse well i mean it's like fast and the furious is is double f right so it's like the ff we can't say the ff expanded universe because everybody's gonna you know they're gonna think that's the rock's cousin or something (laughs) yeah it's that's uh that's uh you know um uh vin diesel and um well who's the other guy that that hates the rock because he didn't want to come back for one of the movies (laughs) no it's um is, is that your Vin Diesel? Uh, yes, that's a, bad, that's a bad Vin Diesel. Sorry, he's a Nubian. We got a lot of It's like I'm Toydarian, not he's Vin a Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, you know, Tamara Morrison actually would actually probably make a great addition to the Fast and the Furious franchise. In fact, they could cross over universes and he can like pop over as Boba Fett, suddenly, just boom, he's there. And, I mean, uh, yeah, the next Fast and Furious is going to be in space. Like, it's got to be right into the Furious verse. I think it could. I, I'm saying they go multiverse, man. They could do all kinds of stuff with Fast and Furious. We're not talking to talk about that. Spoke about Fett. That's what we're talking about. Uh, no, overall, man, I think this this whole series and season and and kind of era of Star Wars that we're in is exciting because it feels as though everything matters in a whole new way. Uh, we got in the series the the introduction of uh, into live action anyway of comic book characters of animated characters, continuing the tradition of the Mandalorian that came before it. This series really serves as kind of a bridge between Mandalorian 1, or rather Mandalorian 2 and Mandalorian 3. Uh, you Arguably, it's more that than a Boba Fett series. But at the same time, a lot of the criticism that's been laid at the series is that Boba Fett has been kind of, a, you know, a man of few words and kind of off to the side in his own series. But a lot of people have also pointed out that's very Boba Fett. After all, in the original trilogy, he was one of the most beloved characters uh, that was in the background and very much a background player. Should Boba Fett really be a main man? Is it something, is he the kind of character that we really want to follow as a hero? Or is he much like Tabasco, best used as an ingredient rather than the main thing? Those are wait, the wait, questions. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. You're telling me that you don't just drink Tabasco straight up? Oh, I do, but not everybody's me. So that's my point, right? Some of us oh, can yeah, handle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us can handle it. Some of us can't. And therein lies the challenge of this series as a whole. Um, okay. So this ep- this finale, man, it fantastic. It had had so much. We got Boba Fett riding a Rancor. We got the mods returning. We got uh, you know Black Crescenton going in and doing full on electric Wookie punches everywhere. We got Cad Bane. We got a showdown between Boba Fett and Cad Bane. For those of us who love that character and kind of know their backstory, that was a big moment. Like my only criticism of that moment as a whole is that most people don't understand the importance of that moment. (laughs) And I'm curious (laughs) for you, what was that like? I mean, you know, you mentioned last week, Cad Bane, you were not familiar with him as a character. No, um, I I gathered from you that uh, they had some interactions in the Clone Wars. And I'm assuming from the context of their conversation that like he trained him at some, like Cad Bane trained Boba Fett at some point. Right. Um, and so, you know, that like, I don't think you need it. Like you, you see how cool he is. Right. Cause you see the marshal take out those, uh, the syndicate guys, like with, you know, relative ease. And then you see how much faster Cad Bane is. So you're like, then the marshal. And so you're like, okay, wow. Cad Bane's serious. This is a guy to, to take seriously. 
Um, and then you see, you know, him fight Boba and he's like, you know, taking care of Boba until Boba pulls out, you know, the, the gaffy stick and, and puts the beat down on him. So I, I think it was still satisfying, even though not having the, the full context of the character, uh, I still thought it was pretty cool. Like I, I still, you know, you, you get that there's a history there. Um, you get that there was, you know, uh, you know, uh, I was once but the learner, but now I'm the master sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And um, it worked for me. It was it was fine. I didn't need I, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Okay, that's good to hear. And that, that that's very helpful. I will say that I feel like this series, and I, again, I want to just like stay off the bat, really enjoyed this, thought it was great, loved the exploration into Tatooine and kind of an expert, you know, exploration into the Tusken Raiders. And, uh, you know, and I, I don't mind the concept of Boba Fett kind of going straight. Uh, I even liked the way that kind of Cad Bane was throwing that back in his face and like, you're getting soft in your old age. Like, I love that. I thought that was really great true to a lot of like classic Westerns mixed with kind of gangster films. There's a lot going on here that I really, really enjoy. Here's my main problem with this structurally as a story, Cad Bane came in way too late. I think we missed, like, I think that moment would have been more impactful for the series as a whole. If we had gotten a chance to see maybe in some of the flashbacks, uh, a young Boba Fett, maybe get the kid, uh, the, you know, the, the kid that played him in the, the uh, prequels, bring him back for like training sequences between him and Cad Bane, maybe don't even show Cad Bane like in full face, like, you know, have kind of his voice or have kind of the coat and the duster and that sort of thing. And then actually hint him, right? Like hint that he's there. Hint that he's the fans and stuff. That's, that's exactly right. Like, like, you know, kind of like they didn't really fully show us fully Thanos for a while, that kind of thing. Like you could do something like that where he's a presence in young Boba Fett's training. uh, And maybe even, I would even argue, man, like the 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 battle for Mos Espa, like the whole kind of concept of Boba Fett taking the throne. What if we did more of a Godfather 2-esque type of plotline where it was really more about Boba Fett coming out of the Sarlacc pit while also getting the flash rather than rather than the present being what am I trying to say? Rather than like spending all this time with Boba Fett, you know, in the back to tank and then flashing back to the this, you know, the sand people. Why not have the sand people be the main story with him flashbacking as a kid being trained by this kind of voice and kind of presence that you kind of get hints at, but never actually see, which is Cad Bane. And then when you bring him, you know, when the timeline kept, you know, uh, continues and progresses on and he's now going to most Espa and he's going to take the, the throne, he now has to go up against Cad Bane in full. And now we kind of see him in full. And they they go back and forth. I feel like that would have been a much more like a clear through line. You would have had, had um, I think was it Dan, not Daniel Ratcliffe? That was the Harry Potter kid. Who was the kid? <laughs> was it Daniel Logan? I think is the kid that played uh, young Boba Fett. I I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I think if you know you could get him back, uh, have him being kind of trained in this, and then I think that showdown between the two of that master and apprentice would would be more more impactful because the fact of the matter is man even for those of us who know their backstory a lot of that happened off screen like a lot of that didn't happen in the clone wars a lot of that happened in comic books like one of the most influential moments in their relationship was in an episode of the clone wars that never even got fully produced and was only released (laughs) in like low budget cgi you know pre you know pre-finished uh rendering at like a you know a star wars celebration some year or whatever it was maybe it was comic-con anyway point is there's so much more to mine in these two's, you know, relationship. And it's implied. I know there's a lot of theories out there that Cad Bane is not dead. Um, I, 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 I kind of hope he's not dead because at the same time, I want more Cad Bane. 
but I think it would have been cooler had we actually done a book of Boba Fett that took place with both that young and the old and having Cad Bane as that bridge between the two. That's just, let me that's ask my, you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If, if, if instead of the episode and a half that was dedicated like solely to the Mandalorian and Grogu, instead of having that, would you rather have had that episode and a half be dedicated to these flashbacks showing the history between Cad Bane and Boba Fett? Honestly, man, I hate to say it, but I think so. As much as I love those, the Mandalorian episodes, I think that's the first two episodes of the Mandalorian. You can even bring him back. Like you can end the season with Boba getting ready to do battle. You know, like maybe he shows down with Cad Bane and now you've got like the whole syndicate coming in on Mos Espa. And that's where this season ends. And then Mandalorian three comes up and the first two episodes are Mando getting recruited by Boba Fett while like the exact same things happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like that's, that's the thing. Cause it, it felt weird. Like I don't get me wrong. I love those portions of the episode where we got the, with, with Mando and Luke and, and Ahsoka and Grogu and like all the Jedi training stuff and all those things. Incredible. With, yes. Yeah. Super cool. Like I, some of the, it, it's so weird saying this, but like, those are some of the best episodes of the series about Boba Fett. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, you know, from that aspect, I think, uh, it, it was almost a disservice to include all of that in there. And maybe it would have been better um, to include the history between Cad Bane just just to just to, you know, hype up that fight a little bit more, you know, yeah, because um, like, you know, that, that's what we got in Game of Thrones. Right. You know, everybody was was waiting for the mountain and uh, the hound to show down for freaking nine seasons. Uh, you know, the hype train was real. And uh, we finally got Clegane Bowl. And this one we you know, we got we, we saw Cad Bane at like the second to last episode. Um, and we're like, okay, cool. And then some people are like, who is this guy? And then you get two lines of dialogue to say, oh, okay. They grew up kind of together and he trained Boba Fett. Now Boba Fett's going to kill him. And, you know, I'm sure for, um, you know, but again, it it was enough for me to, to kind of grasp the, the, the character and the history and whatnot. But, you know, for, for those who don't know anything about Clone Wars at all, it might've just felt kind of like, well, who is this guy? Okay. Well, Boba Fett killed him, whatever. Um, to throw a little bit more history in there between the two characters instead of showing us, you know, what is essentially Mandalorian season three, um, episode one and a half, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe that, maybe that could have, uh, maybe that could have made it more of a Boba Fett show and less of a, uh, series in between Mando two and three. I get the sense that there was more they wanted to do with the series. And then for whatever reason, be it budget or otherwise, it just didn't happen. Now they brought it home at the end. I mean, these last three episodes were absolutely incredible. I mean, freaking Boba Fett riding the Rancor. How epic was that? <laughs> that was, I mean, that was pretty cool. That um, was awesome. Like I did, like I thought it was going to be awesome. I didn't know how awesome it was going to be. That was incredible. Yeah. Like, you know, and we all knew it was coming, but they still, they still did a pretty good job. Like it was really neat seeing that Rancor right. like, uh, pull those uh super i guess super battle droids super droid because i don't like you know yeah i think spider dro- or uh, scorpion droids i think is what they called them scorpion right droids, yeah what they called them yeah but they're they, they, they're, they're essentially like the the super giant droid because that don't roll because they have well, the shields and they have the big yeah. blaster cannons and yeah and even the shields like the droid because if i'm recalling correctly you could still like stick organic things through whereas obviously the shields have been upgraded since then and now you know or especially maybe when they're that large uh with kind of larger shield generators maybe 
it seems yeah it seems they like they were kind of having like a dune shield mechanic where like because because boba fett said our energy weapons aren't strong enough to get through and our kinetic weapons are too fast mm. so it sounds like you know the slow blade pierces the shield kind of thing from dune um ah, so nice. like that's I, maybe that's why uh black chrysanthemum uh, <laughs> was, was able to kind of like push his his fist through um slowly yeah uh, and 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 freaking Mando is just able to walk through it, but but yeah, then again, like yeah. that that was that was totally deflector shields all to full, right? Like or all to front, right? Like switch all power to the front deflector screens because you could see the blue on the yes. front of it facing the rancor getting you know more uh, more opaque, and then the back getting red and flickery. And so yeah. By the way, with Black Chrysanthemum, man, I, I love I love the idea that like Boba Fett has like an evil Wookiee buddy. You know, it's well, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i gotta i gotta talk about that scene there for a second because yeah. first off why are you sending the wookie into the Trandoshan sector of town i know right um, <laughs> uh like that that's like that scene from um uh die hard with a vengeance where they put bruce willis in harlem with an extremely racist sign on him oh gosh <laughs> yeah if you know what i'm talking about then like you know uh uh sam jackson saves him reluctantly but yeah like first off why are you doing that um that's bad and and second off uh (laughs) that whole scene where he's fighting all those trandoshans reminded me of the star trek fight with the gorn (laughs) oh you know (laughs) wow yeah okay I was just because, like, you know i'm super glad they're using practical effects and stuff like that Uh Uh, but I, i was just like you know it was captain kirk picking up a big rock to smash the gorn I mean, now that you say it, oh man, yeah. Now that you say it, <laughs> I'm sorry if I ruined that scene for anyone, but that's just my personal opinion, and uh, I might be wrong. I don't know. Well, you know what? It's classic, is what it is. It's it's uh it, it's classic sci-fi trope, perhaps. Um, like I can see that. I can definitely see that. I um, yeah. I. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ruined it for you. I know. I know. I know. I mean, like that's the beauty of the series, though. There's so much that's that's practical, and and the CGI just adds to enhance. And part of practicality means that you get some ridiculousness, and and you kind of suspend <laughs> your disbelief to go along with it. That's that's the thing that's crazy about it too is that the the the, the uh, Wookie uh, prosthetics and makeup and costume mm. for for Black Chrysanthemum was just freaking amazing. It's so and, good. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then you can tell like they're having to make fifteen masks for Trandoshans, and right. they can't make them all like like the 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 like when we when we see one or two Trandoshans together like in a scene, the yeah. the prosthetics are amazing. They look really really great. When you got fifteen at a wide angle shot, uh-huh. and they're not coming close to the camera, it is the <laughs> Gorn. <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, and, I don't, right. and I don't blame them, but I, I and honestly, I, I'd much rather they do that practically than with, than with CG um, anyway, um, just because you know practical effects feel more real even though it's the gorn <laughs> well you know it's it's like uh it, it's it, it, you remember jedi knight back in the day um uh uh dark dark forces dark two, forces two the force unleashed one no colon, what was what were like like no it was, it was, you had like dark forces then dark forces two then dark forces two colon um jedi knight and then dark forces two colon jedi knight two colon Calcutar, whatever like revenge yeah. of the, there was like some sort of like a legacy of the sith but then you had jedi knight 2 
And it, yeah, 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 exactly. The the absolutely ridiculously named series. Yeah, Dark Forces two colon Jedi Knight then went to Jedi Knight two. They dropped the Dark Forces part. No, no, no. See, there was one in between because then it was Dark Forces Jedi Knight three or Dark Forces three Jedi Knight Mystery of the Sith. And then they went to Jedi Knight 2. That's what it okay, was. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, all those games are great. Uh, it, it's not a you know terrible naming convention. Yeah, no, absolutely awful. But anyway, regardless, man, Jedi Knight was uh, the, the original. You think back about the way they handled a lot of the, uh, you know, the guys that you're fighting, like all of the, like all of the, uh, the Rodians looked like Greedo. They were all dressed like Greedo, like as if like that entire species was all wearing the exact same clothes. And the same thing with the Tredotians. They were all dressed like Bosque with like the, uh, with their, with the, with the, you know, you know, the, the yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> so I, I, I know, I know why that is, right? Well, I mean, like, you know, it's, a video it's, game. it's, it's Bosque play instead of cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. You guys are just mad. You didn't think of it. Okay. Anyway, so the point is that the mass produce a lot of villains for us to fight. So therefore, they're literally all wearing the exact same clothes. They're all the exact same proportions. The modern day video games don't use that as much, although, of course, you have that. And so you're right. When you're doing like a live action practical set, you're going to get some Gorns up in there. But I don't know. I didn't bother me. I thought that was fine. I thought that was great. Um, surprised that we, uh, you know, I don't know. For, for me, I, I was really expecting some kind of hint at Crimson Dawn or Kira. And I was kind of surprised that we didn't go in that direction. I'm fine with the fact that we didn't because this was kind of a self-contained story when it was all said and done. And, you know, as I was kind of, uh, I got a message from uh, my brother who was like, you know, he felt a little let down by post credit yeah. scene, man. So like that came in and he's like, oh, was that the, that was the Marshall. I was like, yeah, that's the Marshall. He's like, okay, that's, it seems a little, you know, a little bit, you know, underwhelming. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, like, honestly, how do you top Boba Fett riding a Rancor? <laughs> like, you, well, you, you don't. You, yeah. And, and like, so, I mean, I was, I was kind of thinking the syndicate might make an appearance in there simply because we have a Kenobi story coming up and uh, Darth Maul was the big reveal at the end of Solo and uh, Darth Maul was leading the syndicate and, um, you know, uh, that connection maybe but it, it seems to me like they're just done with with that han solo I, syndicate i don't know i don't know for one thing that story is being continued on in the comics so that it's not something that they're trying to hide the other thing too is you know we got kenobi coming up and i i still maintain that there is a possibility that we're going to have a like a a obi-wan and darth vader team up to hunt down darth maul storyline in there this is my this has been my prediction and kind of my desire for a long time is to Obi Wan and Darth Vader team up to kill Darth Maul. No. Yeah, well, not, they, well, obviously they won't kill Darth Maul because Obi Wan kills Darth Maul many years later. But no, I think I think that there is an opportunity to have those two team up because they have a mutual enemy. Darth Maul is a mutual enemy of both Darth Vader theoretically and and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, and so I just I think there could be a very interesting story there. I no, that's not going to happen at all. All right. Uh-huh. Why would they team up? Like they hate each other because they hate Darth Maul. They got to take care of Darth Maul. It's like a, it's a. Why does Vader hate Darth Maul? Is that, is that an EU thing? Uh, well, I mean, Darth Maul is a. First of all, Darth Maul is his very existence negates Vader as uh, as the apprentice of Palpatine. He's presumed dead. It, well, in, in, unless he's not. If Darth, like if Vader finds out, that's a that's a big one. As you recall, well, okay, so you saw the final episodes of Clone Wars, like the last season of Clone Wars, right? No. Oh, Bell. <laughs> you got to at least watch the last season of Clone Wars. It's phenomenal. 
I, I watched the one scene where Kenobi and um, Darth Maul fight. You're thinking of Rebels. Okay, well, that's Rebels then. I've okay. seen that. I, yeah. The last season of Clone Wars is like, I don't know, it's only a few episodes. It's a very short season. And it was kind of the way for them to, they basically, they bridge the gap. They, they, they tell essentially the story of Order 66 from Ahsoka's point of view. And, and it's fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. It turns Order 66. It's also, it's, you know, she's actually in the Battle of Mandalore. Uh, so, like, you know, there, there's a lot of kind of tie-ins with the Mandalorian and everything that we've just seen. Uh, Maul, not to spoil it, is present. And, you know, having kind of these two apprentices who have kind of been at the mercy of the, like, the orders and the organizations around them kind of face off at this critical moment where everything that they had once believed in crumbles down around them. It's fantastic. It's also beautiful, and the chore like the the um, choreography with the 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 sword fights and everything. As I understand it, I think they actually had like real sword fighters, like you know, they did do- like motion capture. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I mean it's it's good. Like it's it's probably the best animation I've ever seen, uh, and and specifically as you know their their battle in particular. So highly recommend it, man. You need to see that. You need to see. That. All right, maybe maybe I'll just watch the last season. Hopefully, there's just enough context for me to get what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I mean you know it was Clone Wars, clones versus robots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Darth Sidious is behind it all. Done. You got it. <laughs> okay, that's that's all I need to know, I guess. Exactly. And then there's like a Rex and a Cody. Yeah. Oh, Rex is a Rex is BA man. I I don't. I hope. Hmm. Okay. Back to Boba Fett. I, I'm I'm can. So again, I liked it, but I understand that it wasn't everybody's cup of tea. And I'm concerned because it wasn't everybody's cup of tea if that's going to turn him off to Tamir Morrison uh, in some, to some extent. Because like when he showed up in Mandalorian, we were all like, you know, that was awesome. That was epic. It was great to see him again. Great to see him, I guess, not even reprise the role, but really like take up the role because he never really was Boba Fett. He had a voiceover for the special editions, but that about, that's about it. Um, that, that notwithstanding, it was really epic to see him. In this series, I feel like it would have been better if they had had him maskless in the flashbacks, but maybe kept the helmet on when he was, you know, the Daimule. Like, yeah. Um, he was maskless but, a little too much, in my opinion. But, you know, he's not he's not of the same tribe as Din. So it's not like a yeah. he's not even really a Mandalorian, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, and I mean, like he was carrying himself more like Django because that's how Django rolled. Like he always yeah. like carried, and and that makes sense because Tamir Morrison played Django, so it makes sense that he's kind of you know reviving a lot of kind of that. But you know, original trilogy, we never saw Fett with his mask off. Part of what made Fett so iconic is the helmet. That's why we even have the Mandalorian. He almost kind of embodies everything we ever wanted out of a Boba Fett to some extent, so that we could get a different take on Boba Fett that's kind of free of all of that expectation, or at least theoretically. That said, man, again, I do feel like, you know, it, he, it would be more, he's, he's more iconic with the helmet on. And I'm not saying I don't want to see his face. It's great to see his face. But I kind of want to see his face as Rex or as a clone. Like, I, I feel like, you know, maybe when he's Boba Fett, keep the helmet on and like have him, you know, on standby for like a future Mandalorian episode or a future Ahsoka episode where he can actually be a clone. He might be, he might be Rex and Ahsoka. I mean, that would be that it would work and like, you know, because you understand that they're clones and everybody knows that they would just have to put some makeup on him to make him look way older than he is because. Yeah. 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 Um, 
that would be the thing. Like he'd have to have a, you know, a gray beard or a white beard or whatever. And, um, older, older looking makeup. Yeah. He'd have to, I mean, essentially he'd have to look twice as old as he is right now. Yeah. Although I've always thought that they could do some sort of de-aging process. I don't know. There's, there's, there's always ways to do it. But anyway, I do hope that he comes back as Rex. I don't think, um, I don't think we've seen the last of him. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I, I had to get that one little thing in there. I do feel like it was a mistake not to keep the helmet on more. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, yeah, like you said, that's kind of how we experience Boba Fett in the original trilogy is with his helmet on all the time. Yeah. More great TV talk up in just a few minutes, but first we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right, so uh, Grogu does come back. Uh, he is delivered by R2-D2. So uh, I thought that might be somebody else, but it was R2-D2 that uh, brings him in. And uh, and yeah, Grogu, Grogu shows up, man. He's been learning. He's been jumping. He's ready to get into action. And he does, uh, you know, I love the fact that after Boba, after the Rancor loses Boba Fett, it's like, yeah, all right, I love him, but I don't care about the rest of you. And the rest of them are all freaked out by it. So they start shooting at him. Mando's like, put your guns down. And then Rancor tries to bite Mando's head off and can't because Beskar kind of probably cut a tooth right there. And then you got yeah. baby Yoda, he goes and does a little hand thing and he puts him to sleep and then he curls up right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love baby Yoda. I, so I, I will say my only disappointment about that is that baby Yoda didn't choose both. Um, and maybe, maybe he did. And we just didn't see him use a lightsaber because he's too young. But like, I, you know, I'm glad he came back because Mando needs his little buddy. And I think uh, even if they didn't want, like, even if, if Filoni and Favreau wanted Grogu to stay with Luke, um, the fans wouldn't allow it. And so I'm sure they probably, you know, had him come back to, to Jen for uh, to appease the fans. Right. So that he'll be in, in the, in the show more. But um, yeah, I, I was hoping he was going to get both the, the lightsaber and the male to like sort of break this whole dichotomy of, uh you know absolutes where it's like you must take this or this and balance right so like he can he can do both right he can have attachment and he can wield the force and he can you know you know have balance through that and um who knows this this isn't this isn't mando season three this is book of boba fett and so maybe that will be something we find out later but yeah i'm glad he's back and uh he's super cute and i want him you know, I, I think it's interesting. Like they've got the potential to do some really interesting things with Mando and with Groot or Groot with Groot. <laughs> they've got sorry, my bad. They've got some interesting things to do with Mando and uh, Grogu, right? Like they, there's a storyline here. They seem to be setting up. Like what happens when you've been kicked out of your religion, but you haven't lost the faith? Like, what is, what is, what are you, who are you? What is your belief at that point? And I think that that seems to be what they're setting up for Mandalorian. I don't know if they'll explore that with Grogu just because it's kind of hard to get into the mind of Grogu other than in flashbacks, you know, but I think he kind of also symbolically rec is that because obviously he's not a Jedi. He hasn't chosen the path of the Jedi, but it's not like he doesn't have the force. The force is still with him and the 
he's one with the force and the force is with them. So, I mean, like, you know, it is very possible that, um, you know, maybe he exists as kind of that symbolic reminder for, uh, for Mando that it is possible to be both. And so I don't know. We'll have to see what ends up happening. Maybe he is the new Tar Vizsla. Maybe we'll, we'll see him create a little mini Darksaber. That would be so cute. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, That would be incredible. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of speculation right now as to who saved Grogu. I, I got to admit, I, it's not that I don't care, but I don't see that as that, that important. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? What do you mean who saved Grogu? Well, we got that flashback in the penultimate episode where we see the other Jedi getting like gunned down and the clones heading straight for him. And yet he's here. He's fine. So who saved Grogu is kind of a question that, that many people are speculating on right now. Oh, Ahsoka. Like 100%. Uh, yes, no. no, she wasn't there. I, I mean, like, if you'd watched the last season of... <laughs> if you'd watched the last season of Clone Wars, like I just said, you'd know exactly where she was when all that was going down. Well, I mean, I don't know. Are they going to introduce another character for another show? They already they, have these characters. Like, couldn't they just wreck on that? There, There is speculation that it was a, 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 a delimbed mace window. No, no, he Mace Windows not coming back. Sorry, you don't think so? It seems like everybody's coming. You got mod, like mod dudes, just gonna show up now. Anytime anybody's like dead, mod dudes just gonna pop up and be like robot parts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know because there there is the the Disney connection there, right? Because right. Uh, you know Sam Jackson has connections with Marvel, who's owned by Disney, and um, you know he he really did want to be in Star Wars. Oh yeah, he just he wanted to be have a purple lightsaber. I I think I don't know. I mean, I think he might come back. Uh, there's a possibility there that, that he would come back and play a role um, I, I, if the money is right for him. And, and that just depends on, you know, the budget of the show, I would think. Yeah, I, it'd be interesting. I think I think he would he would jump at the chance to uh, to return. He is he's a little um, he, he's not uh, he, he's, he's no spring chicken. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, he, he would be he would be very old by that point in the timeline right well in that case he might be perfect for that but he'd also have to be some sort of cyborg at that point and i just i don't know man we're getting a lot of cyborgs and in, in well, i mean would he, would he have to be well he lost a couple arms i thought he just lost a hand and fell off did he lose both hands maybe he lost one hand it's been a minute since just, i've seen revenge yeah i think he just lost one hand okay well anyway he'd have to be some sort of like cybernetically enhanced something or another and I don't know. I just don't know where the the, the fan fandom is on that. But I I'm, I kind of don't care because I actually I love the concept of the mods. It, I, it, I'm cool with it. I do feel like the mod micro, biker biker uh, biker gang would be much better on Coruscant than Tatooine. I agree. But uh, that that one criticism notwithstanding, I like the concept for sure. Uh, okay, Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, season two. Are we going to get one? Um, probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. I I, I don't see a need for it. Um. I like Boba Fett, as I mentioned at the top of the show. I think he's, I think he's a little bit better as Tabasco, man. Throw him in to spice things up, but uh, maybe not necessarily the, the main player. Yeah, like cameos for sure. Um, in 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 other Disney Plus shows, I could see that. Um, perhaps even wearing his helmet all the time if it's taking place in an earlier time period, just so they don't have to like de-age him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and in which case, I don't, I don't know. You know, it depends, right? Because like, it depends on. It might not be uh, Timmy Morrison actually playing him. If they keep the helmet on him, he might just do the voice because that would be a lot cheaper. Right. Um, and and uh, he might have a thing in his contract where he's like, I want to show my face. 
because a lot you know a lot of actors do that because like that's the thing is like you know if 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 you're just if you're just going to have some you know I'm I'm wearing the mask the whole time and I'm just doing a voice that I'm going to voice over anyway like why should I be on set Yeah here's the thing and maybe you don't have to be on set you know maybe that's in your contract like 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 just voice just like essentially it's voiceover work and I mean like that's that's easy money take that money and also like Pedro Pascal like he's showing up and I mean, like, I'm sure some people are still like, you know, hey, Game of Thrones. But no, he's Mandalorian. Even though we've only seen his face like for two seconds each season, like we all he's, know Pedro he's wearing the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's the thing. He is the Mandalorian at this point. Like he could probably go an entire season not being the one in the suit. And it doesn't matter. We're still giving that man full props for being the Mandalorian. He is the Mandalorian. And we barely see his face. Tamara yeah. Morrison, it's the same thing. Like it was cool when he showed up you know, uh, with the gaffy stick and, you know, he didn't have his armor. So he was fighting to get his armor back. And then when you, when he was wearing the armor, it was even more cool. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like the whole, Oh, I, they need to see my face thing. I mean, Tamara Morrison plays like has the potential to play so many characters in the star Wars universe, you know, as, as the, you know, as the potential, like clone prime. So, yeah. 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 So maybe and so, both, yeah. that's just not the one. I don't know. That's just my, my two cents. Yeah. And and mad respect uh, respect for uh, Carl Urban, who like it. it I, I know this is a wild tangent, but like Judge Dredd, right? Stallone had a thing in his mm-hmm. contract where like he is like, I'm not going to wear the helmet. I'm going to ha- I'm going to show my face for like X percentage of the movie. I'll wear it for like this percentage, but I'm not going to wear it for this percentage. Uh, Carl Urban was like, no, the character Judge Dredd never removes his helmet. I will wear that helmet the entire time. And mad props to him and other actors like him. And, and I think Pedro falls into this into this category because, you know, like the, uh, he wasn't in the suit for the stunt work and stuff like that, which makes sense. Um, but, you know, all the scenes where he's sitting there and uh, it's him, it's Pedro and he's wearing the he's wearing the hat. And, uh, you know, mad respect for that and actors like that. But, you know, it, it, it's 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 their time. It's their money. They can do what they want. Like, I'm not here to judge, but I, I, I just think that's super cool. And I think that's you know, that shows respect to the source material and, um, uh, you know, things of that nature, which, which 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 is cool in my book. But it's not like a requirement. Like, I don't have to have Timmy Morrison in the Boba Fett uh, suit on set um, if, if he didn't want to. Right. But I think it'd be cool if he did. Yeah. Man. All right. Well, we'll see what ends up happening for sure. Uh, I'm excited for Mandalorian season three. I know you are as well. What do you give this uh, book of Boba Fett out of five? Out of five? I don't know. You know, it was it was fun. Uh, it was entertaining. It was goofy at points. Um, it was the, the best parts about it were the Mandalorian parts of it, which which I feel bad saying, uh, with the exception of like the last episode that was pretty cool and some of the other uh, you know episodes leading up to that. Um, I'm I'm going to give it a solid a solid three and a half. Okay, I'm giving it a solid four. I I do think it would have done better to name itself like the Sands of Tatooine or something like that, as opposed to the Book of Boba Fett, just to kind of like appropriately set expectations from an audience standpoint. I do think, you know, I don't mind the slow parts at the beginning of the series. I I enjoyed that. I do. My the only reason I kind of go back and reconsider my feelings towards that is again the introduction of Cad Bane was so incredible, and I was like, okay, if you're going to use this character, like why not, you know you know, keep the, keep the Tuscan stuff, but instead of flashing forward to the present flash back to, you know, establishing his relationship with Bane. I know what that is, but a lot of people don't. And so I think that there's a, there's a lot of opportunity. They, they kind of left on the floor here and I don't know, it seems as though there was more story they wanted to tell. And for whatever reason, it just didn't pan out regardless. I did enjoy it. I thought it was really good when it was uh, kicking on all cylinders, man. It was like on freaking rocket fuel. It was fantastic. Yes, I love the Mandalorian aspects. I don't see that as a criticism. I see that as 
just a, a wonderful addition to the series as a whole. And yeah, solid four. Uh, really, really, uh, really enjoyed it. All right, man. Well, that's our book of Boba Fett. Um, what, what's what, when are we gonna get some new Flash at some point? Yeah, when is it coming out? Like, I don't. Uh, you, you know, they killed off uh, Eobard Thawne, right, on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I had heard about that, and it makes me want to go back and watch um, the last two seasons that I've missed. You know, it made me think about the fact that they killed off freaking Jesse and uh, and Harry or Harrison Wells uh, of Earth Two on Arrow. They kill off all of our characters <laughs> on all these other shows, man. It's ridiculous. Well, I think it's safe to say, man, we still got a couple weeks before the Flash does return, but that's okay. We've got some great content coming y'all's way. Stay tuned here to TV Talk, and don't worry, we'll be back in a flash. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.